I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Welcome to episode six of The Believeland Pod. As always, I am your host, Jared, and I'll be joined by Char and JB to give the latest on the Cleveland Browns. This week, we will dive into the loss in Pittsburgh to the Steelers, and we'll preview the game against the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Go Brownies. All right, so to hop right into it, the Browns fell to the Pittsburgh Steelers 20-13 to in Pittsburgh to move to 5-7 and on the year. Once again, they came out hot, got up 10-0, to and then just went south in a hurry. This was the biggest game of the year, a must-win, honestly, and Pittsburgh just wanted it more than we did. We got outworked and outmanned, and yet again, like I brought up last week, we were miserable after halftime. This team has just been so inconsistent and disappointing. Um, we're not, we've now lost to Brandon Allen and Duck Hodges, and we only have a 5.2% chance to make the playoffs now. Just absolute embarrassing performance. It's, you can never just have a team just outwork you in a do-or-die game, and that happened. JB, what do you think about this game? Yeah, this one reminds me of back when I was in high school and you would see two people about to get into a fight. One of the guys doesn't really want to be in the fight and the other one's super pissed off and ready to rumble. So the first guy who doesn't want to be in it throws a couple, you know, light punches just to test it out. All of a sudden the other guy just starts wailing on him and beating ass. This is what this is what this game was. We got off to that good uh good first quarter. The offense was moving, defense was playing well. But after that, the offense couldn't stay in rhythm and was setting, uh, getting nothing done at all. Defense couldn't get off the field in crucial moments, and that's what kills you is uh, not being able to get off the field. And also that big play at the end of the first half, I believe it was, what, five plays, 69 yards and 46 seconds, and you bookend that with the touchdown to start the second half, it's not great. And from there, it's the same story the rest of the game. Denzel and Greedy, for their standards, they had a bad game. Um, the O-line was letting pressure get to Baker the whole game, and it looked like the Steelers just wanted it more. Yeah, Denzel and Greedy did struggle. Um, Duck was 4 of 6 with over 130 yards and one touchdown on throws 20 yards or more. Um, to also protect Denzel and Greedy, Duck did have all day. We had zero pass rush. We're really missing miles. Um, that really hurt. And then we just have we have no depth anymore in, um, on the front um, for our defense. Baker, to counter that, was 0 for 6 on his throws of 20 yards or more, and he's now in the mid-30% of his completion percentage on those throws this year. I'm not sure what's up with that. That is very disappointing. Like you said, the offensive line was, this was probably their worst performance of the year. Um, I think we got to keep J.C. Treader, our center, since we just extended him, keep Joel Batonio, and after that, I think you got to just completely clear house and get a new crop in there. Um, Greg Robinson was cleared from concussion protocol today. It would have been really nice to have him in Pittsburgh. Char, what are your takeaways from the disappointing game against the Steelers? Just very disappointed. 16 straight in Pittsburgh. It really felt like we were we should have should have been a better team going in. But yeah, but depth just really caught up to it. Pittsburgh looked like just a more disciplined team, more willpower. I mean, I I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I mean, I gotta give Tom one hats off. The guy might end up getting coach of the year with the squad he has no one saw this coming but it's it's just crushing that really the playoffs are are done now for us which is and a rivalry loss it, it just sucks well they're not done 5.2 percent chance brought that up Shut so we're mouth. saying there's a chance <laughs> so we're saying there's a chance so we were outgained by the Steelers with that just depleted offense they had 323 yards to our 279 
And in the second half, our offense was 0 for 6 on third down, and we had less than 100 total yards in the second half. That is awful. And what, where has Odell Beckham Jr. gone? His last six games, this is, these are his breakdowns for the last six games. Five catches, 52 yards. Five catches, 87 yards. Five catches, 57 yards. Four catches, 60 yards. Six catches, 84 yards, a touchdown. And then this last week, three catches for a whole 29 yards. That is awful. Remember all the hype we had when we got him, and we thought him and Baker were just going to be dynamic and be all these touchdowns, and there's been two touchdowns. Hasn't had a 100-yard game in forever. It's his longest drought in his in his career. Um, I don't know what's going on with Odell. Do you have any thoughts on that, uh, Char? I I think Odell, he's, I mean, he's getting the targets, but, yeah, it seems like he should be getting open more. I don't know if he's just in his own head at this point, like if it's mental. But, like, yeah, even on when he's had corner matchups that we should like, he, he just hasn't been able to capitalize on them. And it's, and it's weird because he really – with the Giants was getting double covered basically all the time and would still put up much better stats than what he has done in Cleveland here. It just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think Baker's just not looking his way a lot anymore too. He said we were going to force feed him. He came out that next game and he targeted him like 10 or 11 times. and It was awesome. Had one huge play um, and we just haven't anymore. And I heard uh, Joe Thomas talking about it and it sounds like Baker's just seeing, he's reading coverages in the pre-snap and he's just completely cutting that side of the field out of his vision, which Jarvis has been awesome. And obviously Jarvis is Baker's number one target because we saw it on big crucial fourth down plays or crucial drives where we have to score. He always goes to Jarvis, did it against Pittsburgh, did it against the Broncos. So Jarvis is obviously his go-to target. But the offense, other than at Baltimore and versus Miami, who's awful, has just been brutal. It was okay versus Seattle, but like always, it fizzled out at the end. We couldn't get a big drive down the stretch and we lost. It's not like we can never get a big drive down the stretch. What do you think is going on with the offense, JB? I just think if you can't get into a rhythm somewhat earlier in the year, it's tough to develop that rhythm later in the year. Um, and the, that's exactly the story with the Browns, and I think it mostly falls on Baker because we are getting uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, their touches, um, spreading the ball out. It's just that Baker, he doesn't look – and we've said this before, he doesn't look comfortable. And what that does is he's, like you said, cutting one side of the field off right away or cutting a certain target out right away. And when he gets back in the pocket, his timing just doesn't seem to be there because he's not comfortable. So he's taking that split second longer. And by the time he does that, that route's not there anymore. And if he does throw it to him, it's in an area where the receiver's not comfortable with it or Baker has to lead it this way, that way, high, low, just to try to get it to the to the receiver, and it's, it's not working out. Defenses are making plays, and that's the story of the offense. It's Baker not being comfortable, the line not getting him the protection he needs, and it's going to continue that way. So, yeah, I feel like this almost falls on the line somewhat because, I mean, it's on Baker too, but I feel like Baker – like, I mean, he's had great opening drives the last few games, but it seems like things just fizzle out at halftime. They don't really adjust in-game, and I think he doesn't have the confidence in his line to protect him, so he just pre-snaps, has, like, his read, read one and his check down, and that's it, and he feels like that's all the time he gets and does just panics once it gets beyond that or is pressured so he can't do much. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with some of what you guys said. I do not think it's all on Baker, though, not even close. I mean, we've seen a lot of balls bounce off receivers' hands. Half his interceptions this year bounced off his receivers' hands. Line has been bad at times, but it was actually crazy. I told JB today, um, I messaged him about this, that our line's actually ranked in like the top 10 in the NFL. It's pretty crazy. Um, I think it just shows how bad offensive lines are across the NFL. And we were just, there's really not that many superstar linemen anymore than Quentin Nelson. Um, I think Baker's confidence is there. I did think he looked shaky on that last drive against Pittsburgh. I think he's fine. I, we protected awful in that game. We do have to protect him better than that. But I do not think Baker's our, our problem. And I do think we can develop a rhythm like, after the start of the season. It's just we haven't yet. It looked like we did a couple times. I would love to have one week this, this season where there's not drama just surrounding our team. Every week there's drama. This week it was Freddie's shirt, Pittsburgh started it, which I loved. Um, and then Demarius wasn't even allowed on the bus to the game because he doesn't want to practice, allegedly. We don't know the truth. That's what they said. And then we also said something about how Nick and Kareem get their touches. I would have loved to see Kareem get the ball more, um, more carries this week. He had seven, car seven carries for 46 yards, which is 6.6 .6 a carry. I thought he was playing phenomenal. Had an awesome touchdown catch. Um, I'm just, I think we got to look for him more. I think Nick, he, it was one of his worst outings, but he is the leading rusher in the NFL. We barely ran the ball in the second half. I know we got down, so we had to throw, to throw it, but we weren't down by a ton. We should have kept running the ball. That's our bread and butter. I don't know. I just, I'm not sure. Something's got to change. This is very disheartening to see the team do this. But I think a lot of us thought from the go that John Dorsey thought this was going to be a big 2020 team and not this year. So I guess like we always say, there's always next year. What do you think, JB? Yeah, I want to amend what I said earlier. It's I don't want to assign all the blame on Baker. I, I put more than on other things. I put that more on Baker, but it's, it's not just Baker. It's the line. It's the suspensions, the injuries, the pressure that's on it, the Odell circus. There's the sum of the parts, what's going on here is what's causing all the issues. It's not just one thing. And until everything starts clicking at once, which is very hard to do in the NFL, you only see teams like the Patriots do that year in and year out. Uh, but until that starts happening, we're going to stay where we are. Yeah, definitely a lot to work on. Hopefully, I'm just really, at this point, I just hope the team goes 8-8. Eight and 9-7 eight. and seven would be awesome to win out, but I think it's going to be very tough just with how inconsistent this team has shown us that they are. Um, but 8-8, eight and eight, we really just need to get to that and just go into next year with some confidence, get Baker rolling to finish this year out, hopefully. Um, we got Cincinnati twice, we have the Cardinals, and then we obviously have that game against Baltimore, who we did, we did smack around at their place. So maybe, I mean, we obviously seen how good we can be, so hopefully they can get that rolling. Um, but I think it's time we'll try to move on from the Steelers game just because it was a big disappointment and just try to move on to the positive even though it's been pretty hard this week even Baker said it but he said this was the most positive and upbeat the facility's been this week was today um, so let's talk about some other football for now we'll talk about the top games this week um, we're going to start with Thursday night football so tomorrow night we're recording this on Wednesday we have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears which can pretty much end the Bears even, I would think. Um, so who do you like in this one, Char? Um, hold on. I'll go ahead. Uh, you know, the Bears against a terrible Lions squad, Mitch looked all right, actually better than all right. He threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. The Cowboys are coming off that embarrassing loss to the Bills on Thanksgiving. Pressure's really getting on Garrett there. Um, Jerry Jones is, I mean, I don't know how much longer. He says he doesn't want to fire in mid-seasons, but, you know, with Jerry Jones, who knows what could happen. 
So I think that's really getting to Dallas. But I'm still not ready to go ahead and pick the Bears in this one, so I'm going to stay with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones, that's just a circus act over in Dallas right now. I think he just likes to be a puppet master with Jason Garrett, and that's why he's keeping him around because he knows he can just control him and just own him pretty much. And I don't know, maybe Urban Meyer there or Ron Rivera, that would be interesting. So we have one pick for the Cowboys. Char, do you have a pick for us now? No, I think the Bears are actually going to win this one. Because the Cowboys, they just look like a broken team at this point. They haven't beat a team with an over 500 record. The Bears are exactly 500. That means this game's pretty much a toss-up in Cowboys land. And the Bears, have they have a consistent defense. If Trubisky just doesn't totally screw things up, which I don't think Dallas has the personnel to do that, I think I like Chicago's chances here. All right, so I'm going to start with JB. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, they haven't beat a team over 500, and luckily the Bears are not over 500, so they are going to beat them in Chicago. Um, and I then they're going to have a losing record, and it's perfect. I think Dak and Zeke are going to finally have another breakout game. They have been struggling. Um, time for them to get a win and move on. Uh, the next game we have, it's, this is... It's weird how with both these teams, as bad as they are, this will probably be the best win for whoever wins this game. Yeah, it will, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next game we have, this is a big game. This should be a great one. The San Francisco 49ers traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. I'm excited for this game. At defense, the Niners has been phenomenal. It'll be nice to see if they can bounce back or not this week. That back half of their schedule is just loaded. Who do you like in this matchup, Char? I've got the Niners here. They just they have looked like the dominant team this year. They hung tight with the Ravens, which we really haven't seen anyone do really since Cleveland it's I mean the and the Saints have looked they've looked a little more vulnerable with that Panthers and struggling against the Panthers and the loss to the Falcons three weeks ago I think the 49ers just seem like the better team at this point in the season all right so one pick for the Niners JB who do you like yeah uh, Drew Brees since he's came back, he hasn't really looked like how he did beforehand, and especially last week, he looked very average, 184 passing yards against the Falcons. Um, and while I still don't know if I believe in Jimmy G, I do believe in Kyle Shanahan and that 49ers defense, so I'm going with the Niners. All right, so we have a consensus because I'm also going to take the Niners. Um, speaking of Drew, though, when he hangs it up, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be great there if they can keep him around. So that'll be pretty. That'll be interesting to watch. But I think the Niners bounce back as well, and they take down the Saints. I do think it'll be a very close game, though, and it should be pretty fun. It's too bad. It's not. Isn't that another one o'clock game? I'm pretty uh, sure that's a one o'clock. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why don't they flex these games? Why? Why did the like, the Niners and the Ravens playing at one o'clock last week? That that yeah, should have been. That was awful. That that was so disappointing. That should have been one of the primetime games for sure. Um, so the next game we have, which I think is a yeah, it's a four o'clock game, which is also going to be a great game, I believe. The Chiefs traveling to New England take on the Patriots um, in Foxborough. This game, I think, the Chiefs have just been very under the radar this year with all the other news, and they've been kind of dinged up. And I think this is gonna be an awesome game. Maybe this is the week that they finally storm on everybody's radar and everybody takes notice. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think, JB? Yeah, they definitely beat up on the Raiders last week with a lot of rushing touchdowns. And I think what you said, they were banged up, and now everybody's starting to kind of, you know, get back to playing, especially Patrick. And they've, they're getting enough reps now to where they can really get into a groove. And especially with the way the Patriots are struggling, there's no offense there at all. Tom Brady's just 
off in his own little world. Um, I don't see why anyone would go against the Chiefs here. That's who I'm picking. All right, so JB has the Chiefs. Who are you taking, Char? I will go against the Chiefs here. I'm going to go with the Patriots at home, coming off the loss. No one's better at those than Belichick. I mean, Brady's been in a slump, but I mean, it's, I mean, Edelman's been a little banged up. I mean, it seems like they should get things together. The Chiefs, I still think, are a couple weeks away from being back-back. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Char. I'm taking the Patriots as well. And I'm also going to disagree. I don't think Tom Brady's – he is not the issue. I don't think he's in a slump. If you watch his line, you think our line's bad in Cleveland? Oh, my gosh. We should be very thankful we don't have that New England line because they are awful. I saw a stat that Tommy has more throwaways this year than he's ever had in his career already. That is wow. just how bad it is. And that's why some of his numbers are down. He is not the issue. If you think about it, they don't really have a number one target. It's usually Julian. and He's getting kind of old with Tommy. Um, so, also, I say bring back A.B. and get a booming in Foxborough. That's what they need to do, but I'm still going to take the Pats. That defense, one of the best ever. Um, I think the Patriots take this one and keep their AFC dominance. Um, so now we have the primetime game for no Sunday. No this year either. He, uh, he officially can't come back this year. The deadline passed on him. All right, so then Sunday night football, we have the Seattle Seahawks, back-to-back weeks of being primetime, traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams. Char, who do you like in this matchup? This, I mean, the Rams offense hasn't done anything to inspire confidence. The Seahawks looked excellent against the Vikings. Their defense gave up some points, but I mean, I just don't see the Rams being able to exploit that. And I think Seattle will make the adjustments needed. And Russell Wilson's looked phenomenal. I don't think the Rams have an answer there. Seahawks big. All right, so I'm for the Seahawks. JB, who are you taking? Well, the Rams did have a monster day on offense last week. Goff had gaudy numbers. The rushing attack had very good numbers. Uh, But, you know, it's Seattle. I think they're the best team in the NFL at finding a way to win. They don't put themselves in the best positions early, but they always, always, especially with Russell Wilson leading the attack there, find a way to come back and put themselves in positions when it matters most to win. So I'm picking the Seahawks. Okay. So we'll go another consensus. I'm going to take the Seahawks, too. Um, I'm not sure I've picked against them this year, so I'm just going to keep that going. I'm sold on him. Russell is phenomenal. He's been great. They just keep winning games down the stretch with him. Dude's a winner. They're fun to watch. And Jadavian Clowney was such a big pickup for them. He was just rejuvenated there, and he's been awesome. L.A. did look great last week, but they're just still not the team that we've seen. Um, I hope golf can keep playing better. I think this should be a good game, honestly, because the Rams, I mean, their life is on the line. So I'm going to take Seahawks in a close one, uh, per usual. So we're going to change gear now, though, and we have conference championships this weekend. So we will start with the Big 12 with Baylor and Oklahoma, the rematch, one of the biggest comebacks in college football when Oklahoma stormed back and beat Baylor at their place. JB, who do you like in that matchup? Mm, I'm pretty torn. I haven't watched Baylor play all year, so they're a complete mystery to me. But I have watched Oklahoma play, um, and I really want to pick Oklahoma. But this just seems like the type of game that they, you know, they typically lose. So my gut's telling me Oklahoma, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say Baylor. And the thing is, like what you said there with your gut, like everybody on TV is talking about Oklahoma getting in the playoff when they win. Like, they're not saying anything about them losing. That was a hell of a game, the first matchup. You don't think Baylor wants that game back? That This should be a great game, and I would not be so fast to put them 
into the playoff, especially because Georgia hasn't lost either. Um, lost yet either. I mean, they have one loss, but they haven't lost the SEC championship yet. Um, Char, who do you like in this matchup? I've got to like, I feel like there's no coming back from blowing a 28-3 lead like that. I just don't think they'll have the confidence to hang with Oklahoma. And it would also be ironic if, if I mean, I think they'd need Georgia and Utah to lose. But if Jalen Hurt made the playoff and Alabama didn't, it would just be a nice little ha-ha for him. So you're going Oklahoma? Oklahoma. All right, Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, I mean, they might be able to sneak up past Utah, but I doubt it. I think Utah probably gets in if Georgia does lose. Uh, I'm going to side with Utah. I'm going to take Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts is a winner. But I do think, I don't know, I'm really torn on this one as well. Like JV, so I could see Baylor. It's really hard not to take Baylor, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma as well. Uh, so we'll go to the next game, the SEC Championship. We have Georgia taking on LSU, who has just looked like possibly the best team in college football, them or Ohio State. Um, I really hope Georgia doesn't win because I do not want Ohio State-LSU to be the first-round matchup. That, that's a national championship football game. Who do you like in that matchup, though, Char? I think I've got to like uh, Joe Burrow and LSU. They've just they've looked them in Ohio State. I mean, unless they're playing each other and i got to pick against one of them, I don't see myself picking against either of those teams and I mean did you guys see uh, Joe Burrow's jersey he customized last week sure with did, the yeah. B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X that that man is ready to be an icon down in Death Valley all right so you're taking the Tigers and JB who do you like Joe Burrow go Tigers all right so we have we'll go consensus then I do think this is gonna be a heck of a game though that Georgia defense is tough um, I think it'll be a really fun game. And the nightcap, we have Ohio State and Wisconsin. Um, it's a 17-point spread right now in Vegas. That is just absurd. Um, who do you like in this one, JB? Ohio State's not losing this year. All right, so one for Ohio State. And Even to LSU? Even. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't see Wisconsin. I think I could see – no, I don't think Wisconsin even covers at 17. I mean, Ohio State has just – looked on another level from everyone like even Michigan looked really good going into that game and Ohio State just I mean beat the brakes off them at the end like and I think they're a bet they're actually a better team than Wisconsin right now because Minnesota I think was kind of frauds the whole time so I'm not sold yes, on Wisconsin yes. isn't Ohio State just whooping up on Michigan as par for the course though I think we all <laughs> saw that one coming yeah, all right, anyways, um, so on another topic, do you think, just ran, just real quick, do you think the Bills' defense is going to be able to stop Lamar in Baltimore this weekend? What do you think, JB? They might slow him down more than normal, but no, no one's stopping Lamar. What do you think, Char? Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't see it happening. Because, I mean, he'll just run on them, even though they... Yeah, I mean, I think he'll run walks. They, their rush defense hasn't been great. They do have some great corners. But, yeah, obviously, if you have a good enough defense, the Niners dialed up the best bet, just make yeah. him beat you with the legs, stop the run, stop the pass, make him beat you with his legs, which he did. Um, so that's pretty scary as well for defenses. But uh, let's see. So we'll hop right into more Cleveland Browns talk then. This weekend, the Cincinnati Bengals are rolling into town. They are sitting at 1-11, got their first win of the season last year against the Jets, 22-6. to We did beat them twice last season. Um, Baker owned them. And this is Andy Dalton's second game back. We have John Ross. He is returning for the Bengals. He's activated in a full go. Um, so they do have some weapons, and they are hungry for some wins. Now they can win a few and still win the Joe Burrow sweepstakes. 
So we're going to get their best shot, and we have to be ready to go because it would just be really embarrassing to lose to them as well and just end up coming, just getting embarrassed in our division would just be awful. Um, we should be able to run the ball really well. Their rush defense is bad. But this was a crazy stat that I did see. Their red zone defense is ranked third in the NFL in, like, in terms of touchdowns. So that's a little scary for us because our red zone, we've had some woes down there. So what do you guys think about this game? What do you think about this one, JB? Yeah, well, don't look past the Bengals now. I mean, we thought last week was bad. Just, there will be a meltdown, an epic meltdown if we lose to the Bengals. They have their skill guys right now better than the Steelers, I'll tell you that. Oh, definitely. Um, so it's paramount to shut those guys down. Uh, Andy Dalton might not be what he used to be, but he can still hurt you. So if, you're, if the defense isn't playing well, get, if they're giving up big plays, which is what the Bengals will do to you with those skill guys, they'll throw it deep. Um, got to stop that or else it's going to be the same story as this week. And our, as far as the offense goes, just pound the rock. Uh, Baker's hand, he says it's fine. I think it might have messed with his confidence a bit. Um, but yeah, especially in the red zone when we're struggling to put the ball in the end zone, you got to be able to pound the rock and gain yards that way because I don't know if our offense through the air right now is going to be able to get it done against that secondary that they have down there in the red zone. Yeah, it should be interesting. We're definitely going to have to be ready on defense. Joe Mixon, he had a good month in November, four and a half yards of carry. Um, Andy Dalton, I'll tell you right now, even if he is getting a little older, he's still a hell of a lot better than Duck Hodges, who is throwing the deep ball on us pretty well. And now Dalton has his burner back and John Ross. I mean, we we better watch ourselves. We better be careful. I mean, we should have Demarius back um, back there at safety, so that's that's positive. I expect I fully expect Greedy and Denzel to have a great game. Hopefully we can shut them down. It would be flat-out embarrassing to lose to those guys, especially in First Energy Stadium. So what are you feeling about this game, um, Char? These, yeah, these Bengals look like there's some life into them. If they, once they put Dalton in, they have some cushion on that number one draft pick so they can come out and win games without sacrificing their long-term vision. As you said, I'm, I'm still mind-boggled. They have the third-best red zone defense. I mean, that is shocking for the record they've had. But, I mean, and that plays to one of our weaknesses. This, this kind of is looking spooky, a little bit like a trap game potentially. That, but hopefully we can come out disciplined and just after the whole Steelers debacle and get some good football in on. I would love to see us finally hit some big plays. I mean, we've been trying for them. It's, they're just not happening. I think this week would be the perfect opportunity just to let it fly. Hope for the best. Well, I think it will because we did hit a, we hit a few big plays two weeks ago against Miami, so I think it's going to be very similar to that. I think we'll hit a couple bombs. I think Baker's going to look good. I have a feeling Baker's going to sling it. Um, I never doubt that dude's confidence. Um, I think he'll be fine. I think the offense will move pretty well. To be fair with that third um, in the red zone defense, it's probably because they give up huge plays. I mean, yeah. how many, I mean, how many red zone that, plays are they having? That, yeah, have a good red zone defense if you don't let the teams in the red zone. Yeah, I think I saw it's like around 40 in the red zone, like 40 drives. So I, that's not very much. We're... That's, they've played 12 games. I mean, that's so that stat can be deceiving. Still kind of impressive and a little scary for us since we've struggled in the red zone. But uh, they're, they're bad still. They Don't get don't get me wrong. They're still the worst team in football. They, they still are. There's no getting around that. But Andy is a little better um, than what they've been playing. So I'd still be a little worried just because we just came off such a big, heartbreaking loss. We definitely have to watch ourselves. And I do think the offense is finally going to, well, torch somebody you know, like they just did in Miami who also sucks. 
Um, so let's get some predictions. Char, what's your score prediction for this game? All right, my score prediction, I think things open up a little bit. I'm going to go with 21-18 to 18 Cleveland. 21-18 Cleveland, all right. They are, I will also mention that we are 8.5-point favorites in Vegas. It was 11 before the Steelers game, and the Bengals won, and we all know what happened with us. So we got 21-18 from Char. What do you think, JB? I'm going 24-21 Browns. I think it's a little bit of a hangover game from last week, and the offense does more of the same, although the plays we score on will probably be like a – you know, one of those bombs, and then I think we're just going to run for touchdowns the rest of the time. So I think it will be close, low-scoring game. I'm going to go 34-20 to 20 Brownies. I do think our offense is going to get moving. Like I said, I think Baker is going to play well. I think he's going to hit a few shots to Odell and, of course, Jarvis, as always. And our running back should run wild, hoping to see some more carries for Kareem. He's been running the ball pretty well. He deserves it. Awesome out of the backfield, catching passes. JB, who's your game MVP and why? I am going, I think Denzel redeems himself this week, picks off Andy at least once, and just shuts that whole side of the field down. All right, so he's going Denzel. Char, who do you like for the game MVP and why? I'm going Joe Schobert. He will, because uh, I think they're going to run it with Mixon a lot, so I think he'll rack up some tackles. I think he'll get a pick because Andy Dalton will have one of his miscues in the fourth quarter when it's close and he'll come off as the hero I think this will be a kind of a bit of a grind for a game so I think our defensive guys are gonna have some good looking games all right so two defensive picks I'm gonna change it up I'm gonna go offense I'm gonna go Nick Chubb I do think Baker's gonna play great and throw the ball well but Nick's gonna have about 180 yard game I think two tutties I think he's gonna roll and secure the rushing crown this year I hope everybody goes to First Energy Stadium and we have a good crowd, even after the disappointing loss and the playoff hopes being nearly vanished. Just go be rowdy, support the Browns. We're still a lot better than we used to be. Um, Hopefully I'll see you all there in First Energy. See you guys next week. Go Brownies. Mama didn't raise a wuss.